better get ready. The coffee's poured and the on-air sign's flashing. Broadcasting live and local, this is Lee Faulkner on 864 Triple M. And this is the podcast uh, and an opportunity for you to catch up on a whole heap of things that we do in the show. Have a re-listen, uh, maybe catch up on things you didn't get to hear the first time around and some of the things that don't maybe make it to air when we uh, run out of time. So we kick it off with the return of a favourite segment for our show. It is footy time again. This season kicking off. We love having the Rugby League on Triple M and we absolutely love, thanks to Bottle Mart, being able to talk Rugby League in the smelly boots. Well, it is hard to believe, but it's back again for 2022. I don't know how this keeps getting picked up. And a big thank you to the amazing sponsors, Bottle Mart. I'm wondering how much of their own product they've partaken in to get this thing back going again. Uh, But anyway, it is the smelly boot, and we are joined once again by our favourite tipsters. Gov, good morning, champion. G'day, mate. How you going? And yeah, uh, Bottle Mart, I've had a bit of that over the COVID period, so uh, things are going good. <laughs> He's still in lockdown, Solid. He's still in <laughs> lockdown. And uh, Paul Solid Rooney from K&R Plumbing Supplies. A couple of close ones, according to the bookies, uh, for the first round. And uh, tonight's game is one of those. So there's not much between them in the betting ranks. The Canberra Raiders, GIO Stadium, hosting the Sharkies at five o'clock. Which way are we going on this one, Solid? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Sharks. Oh, the Raiders, they're talking that they might be on the cusp of the eight and actually talking the Sharks will be in, but the only thing separating my decision there is the bookies do have them favourites. I'm going to run with them on this, so uh-huh. I'll go with the Sharks, mate. Gov? Yeah, look, tough one, GAA Stadium, Raiders at home, but Fogarty's out, like, gee, what up? How unlucky is he? He's gone down there to, to run the ship and he's out injured to like round 18 or whatever, so that's a big blow. Yeah. Um, young Snyder gets his chance uh, for the Raiders. Nico Hines, he gets to show his wares at the uh, Cronulla Sharks. Interesting to see here he goes. I'm going to go to the Raiders only because of the home ground advantage, but it's a tough one for sure. I'm with you, the home ground advantage, and I just want to upset my uh, mate uh, Troy, uh, as you call him the butcher, but he's a local swim instructor actually, but uh, we call him the butcher now. And uh, Troy the butcher, uh, sorry mate, I'm on the Raiders too. So uh, yeah, that's the first round uh, horrors straight up. Uh, Into the second game of the night, and uh, just after seven o'clock, the Brisbane Broncos up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. This one is not as close according to the bookies. They've got the Rabbitohs as outright favourites. I'm on the bunnies. Which way are you seeing this one going, Gov? Yeah, look, the Bronx have purchased fairly well. Um, Adam Reynolds, again, a bit like the Raiders, halfback, he's out. Um, he's out for a couple of rounds, which is going to make it difficult. Albert Kelly, Billy Walters in the in the halves. They come up against Cody Walker, um, the season campaigner for the Rabbits. But I think the Rabbits can probably get away with this one, even though the Bronx are at home. Solid? Yeah, look, I'm going to go with the Rabbits. The Broncos' pre-season uh, trial form was pretty ordinary. Uh, without Reynolds, the untried halves combination. Um, I'm going to go at the Rabbits. I think um, Latrell Mitchell and them will have a field day out wide tonight against the Broncos. Super Saturday kicks off at the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a place to start. Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. Might not be a happy hunting ground for the Newcastle Knights. So uh, They are really outsiders for this one. The dead set roughies. The Sydney Roosters are $1.20. Uh, I'm thinking the Roosters myself. Uh, solid? Yeah, look, I'm going to go at the Roosters. I think they'll be way too strong for the Knights. Gov? Yeah, I'm going to make it three, guys. I see Dane Gagos back with the Knights, which is probably a good thing for them. Um, that will be a help. Luke Keery returns for the Roosters, which has been long awaited. So 
he'll help Sammy Walker. He'll get a bit more time in the, in the middle of Sammy Walker with Kiri being there. So, but yeah, Roosters for me. I think the only thing that can probably stop the Roosters is going to be us tipping them. So uh, we've done that. <laughs> uh, the Sunshine Coast Stadium, 4.30 uh, that afternoon. We'll see the St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the Warriors. So uh, obviously, Gov, you'll stick with the big red V. Uh, you think they've got the goods, though, against the Warriors? Yeah, absolutely. I think they made some astute purchases during the off-season. They didn't um, aim for the big guys, but they've got some uh, handy players. Uh, on the back of um, the fullback Slane and also the the five eight Amoni, they are um, two young juniors that are coming up. They're fairly talented. Um, throw Andrew McCulloch in there to steer them around. I think they get away with this one. All right, might be a bit of bias there. I'm, I'm on the Warriors. Uh, they're outright favourites. What are your thoughts, uh, Solid? No, I'm going to crucify the Dragons just oh, for God's God. sake. You know, oh, get on top and. Get them oh. nice and early and see if we can stop them being May premiers for sure. But oh, uh, I like how they, I like what they bought in the off season. As Gov said, they didn't buy the big guns, but I think they've done what Melbourne Storm have done is pick some players that I think have got a lot of potential. And yeah, I think the Dragons will get away with this. All right, Combank Stadium then six thirty-five, and the West Tigers take on Melbourne Storm. I enjoyed watching the behind the scenes. I don't know if Madge Maguire enjoyed sitting back watching it again uh, with uh, Tiger Town, but uh, Melbourne <laughs> they are dead set Winks favourites on this one, you, you can barely get a bet on them against the Tigers. I can't see the Tigers beating them. Uh, Gov? Yeah, I see um, Jason uh, Jackson Hastings has come back from England. They mustn't get footy over there. So no, that's he's right. The Tigers. <laughs> so, um, he's back for the Tigers. Um, I see Nick Mandy's playing 5-8 tonight for the Melbourne Storm. They'll turn him into something. They normally do, as Solid alluded to. They get grab players and turn them into superstars. Jesse Bromwich, I think, is out because of COVID or yeah. injury. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I think the Storm, they get away at this one. They continue their first-round winning form. Absolutely. I, I tip them to win yet another first-round uh, solid. Yeah, I think the Tigers will have an improved season on last year. That won't be hard to do. But the Storm, just way too good. They're very clinical. He buys well. He's got them drilled well through the preseason. So they'll be way too good for the Tigers. All right, folks. This is the game that we really look forward to here when it comes to the smelly boot because uh, this is why we call him solid. Now, mind you, there's a brand new association now. So he's on the Canterbury Bulldogs, I would imagine, from here on in. But, of course, the, the Titans have had a wonderful association in this part of the world. And, of course, he's a Parramatta Reels man. So we'll come to him in just a second while he weighs up which way he's going on this one. I'm obviously on the Eels. Gov? Yeah, well, I can't wait to see what solid three teams oh, says. But uh, look, AJ Brimson goes to 5-8, which is interesting. Um, both firm are local Dolby boys playing in the um, in the second row, which is good to see in the first run on side. Eels, having said that, were fairly impressive in the trials. If you can take that trial form into this game, I think they get away at this one. But it'll be a tough game because it's going to be um, two good forward packs going against each other. 13 plus, it's a special. 13 plus, the Parramatta Reels. Put it in your book and get that one done. All right, here we go. Solid, which way? Yeah, look, I, I, you know, I've always had a little bit of an affiliation with the Titans, but the yeah. Eels are my true side, and I stick solid. That's oh, what he's calling me that. Please. So I'm going with the Parramatta Reels, mate. They're uh, specials. Titans, good oh. forward pack, inexperienced time, but, you know, I just stick solid all year, mate. Oh, no doubt about it, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Solid as a rock. Uh, yeah, nothing changes. <laughs> like a magnet to plastic, this bloke. I mean, absolutely <laughs> sticks. Uh, all right. And uh, then Queensland Country Bank Stadium for the last round, quarter past five on Sunday afternoon. Uh, the new association with the Canterbury Doggies means a lot of people from this part of the world will be having a keen look at them. And they've done a fair bit of buying. They're saying they probably need 12 months to get it together. The North Queensland Cowboys, though, they didn't look real good last year. This one is a dollar. 88 each. So they can't split them, the bookies. What are we going to do to them, uh, Solid? I'm going to go with the Bulldogs. You yep. know, I 
stick strong all year, no mate. Doubt. I'll go with the Bulldogs. And all year. they play Parramatta. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, Bulldogs uh, with our new affiliation, <laughs> the Coyles will strengthen them up and they'll be oh, too good for the Cowboys. It'll do me. Uh, North <laughs> Queensland or the Dogs, Gov? Tell you what, Trent Barrett just fell off his chair. Yes. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil Gould just went to the top of that stadium. We saw him in last night on the news. So. <laughs> yeah, look, the, the dogs did buy well. They got Dufty. They also got Josh Adokar, Matty Burton from the Panthers, uh, Vaughan, the barbecue specialist, and also Tavita Penguai Jr., who is a um, premiership winner, yeah, albeit six games, I think. But, yeah, I think they might take you know a few games to get together before they actually get a combination going. And that's why I'm going to go with the Cowboys at home. I see Tom Holmes plays in the centres. They've tried him at fullback on the wing, so he might be at home in the centres. Um, Chad Townsend rocks up, and he plays at halfback to give um, Thomas Deere in the hand. So I'm going to go them on the back of the home ground advantage for another right. reason. I will, uh, I'll follow you into that one. The North Queensland Cowboys for mine, I think it'll take the Bulldogs a couple of weeks to just get combinations and things together because they've done a fair bit of reshuffling and a fair bit of buying, and they'll be a better side than they were last year. We love the association with them, but I think they'll need a couple of weeks. North Queensland Cowboys for mine. Uh, we're still a couple of weeks away from uh, local rugby league getting back underway, and of course we'll have that report for you as we go along. But again, the big news, uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs uh, signing an association partnership with our own uh, Western Clydesdales. It is just great stuff. Uh, enjoy the footy, boys, and uh, we will talk again next week in the Smelly Boot. Cheers. Can't wait, boys. What great news it was yesterday as we heard that finally the culmination of a number of years of work after leaving the uh, Queensland Cup in 2006. The Western Clydesdales are uh, making their way back and uh, that opportunity's gotten even better now thanks to an association with the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Uh, Tony Coonan from the Western Clydesdales joins me for breakfast. G'day, mate. How you going, Lee? Mate, I'm well. Uh, exciting news yesterday. I mean, what does this mean for our, our part of the world? Oh, it's fantastic news, Lee, and uh, it has been a lot of work, and you've just acknowledged a lot of years, hard work, so, you know, uh, I'm at the end of the chain, but there's Paul Reedy, Tim Bliss, uh, Frank Martin, Bob Bennett, and most recently Michael Burns, you know, there's a lot of work over a number of years, and it just means that we're getting further and further uh, closer to that prize of uh, getting into Host Plus Cup. How good is that? I mean, such a wonderful pathway. And, and that, that shores up our junior leagues. That means that we don't lose all that yep. talent and gives these young people an opportunity, both men and women, uh, to go through into a career in the NRL if they choose to do so. Yeah. And if you just look simply at uh, Canterbury, just an example like... Uh, Blokes who've gone straight from here to Belmore, Jonathan Thurston and Steve Price, yeah. uh, as, as young fellows, what can happen now if the, the next great JT or Pricey that comes along, they stay here, uh, they they play that level just below NRL, right? And and when they're ready, and they're definitely going to play NRL, that's when they make the big move. Uh, not before that time. There's so many kids that leave our region really, really early chasing a dream, and there's just such a small percentage of them that actually make it, yeah, you know? exactly uh, right. And, and they just get lost in the city. So at least we can look after them, but we're also servicing the West too, you know? So we'll have, uh, you know, all that amazing talent that we've got out West, you know, Charleville, Quilpy, uh, Roma especially, you know, we've yeah. immortals. 
from Roma. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, like Darren Lockyer, I mentioned earlier, and of course, just finally, uh, the economic benefits to our region with uh, yes. now the, the good chance that we'll see some consistent NRL games, trial matches at first, and then actual uh, competition fixtures played here. So another uh, side to this coin as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got that. And also, you know, we, we're going to have partners for ourselves and the Bulldogs have got partners. So the other part of the deal is to assist whatever way. We, we, you know, we've got to explore that a lot more. Uh, our commercial partners with their commercial partners down in Sydney and with our airport, and there's going to be so many flights every day, uh, just exploring opportunities for economic expansion for uh, the partners that uh, come to us, you know, that sponsor us. Absolutely. Ah, look, it is brilliant stuff. Uh, Mate, and I appreciate your time as always. Brilliant. Thanks, Lee. You cannot be serious! Yes, I'm serious. And a Florida man who was stopped for speeding gave the mother of all dumb excuses after telling the attending officer that, well, hang on, we'll let him tell it. After being pulled over in Flagler County, Florida, the man seemed confused as to just how fast he was actually going. 40? Don't even. 50. 50? 50 and a 30. When asked why... He gave this rather lame excuse. It's in sport mode. I was trying to get it. I just got this thing, okay, sir? Realising that wasn't going to cut the mustard, he pulled out this Cold War cracker. I just found out that Putin said he's going to launch nuclear thermal war against the world. I was trying to get back to my house. (laughs) Yes, Vladimir Putin made him do it. I mean, did he really think Putin would target his trailer park first? Or was he just rushing home? And if that wasn't completely absurd enough for you, what about this? A woman born into a wealthy family with a famous lawyer father who shot to multi-million dollar fame after releasing a sex tape to the internet and then creating a reality TV show off the back of it says women should get off their f*** up and work. Yes, Kim Kardashian says it seems like nobody wants to work these days, which is a bit like Shaquille O'Neal saying that we should all just grow a bit and maybe we could all earn millions from basketball too. You cannot be serious! Triple M's Friday Foodies with Kristen O'Brien. My favourite time of the week is we get to talk all things food. We do it with Kristen O'Brien from Dine Darling Downs. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. How are you going? Oh, look, I'm great. And, you know, we know that Toowoomba and the Darling Downs renowned as one of the best locations in the country. And, in fact, well, for the world when it comes to primary production, that includes things like beef and one of the best beef producers in the region. That's Bannock Bray Meats at Dam, And I know you've raved about them many times, and rightly so. It's a fascinating story. Uh, it's uh, five generations in the making that started back 1906. It did. That is some history, isn't oh, it, Lee? You know, nineteen oh six, um five generations. The current owners of Bannock Bray Meats are Kieran and Andrea Luck and their two sons, Adam and Jordan. And look, their story started back in nineteen oh six when Kieran's great great grandfather, William, settled his family at Erinvale Farm, which is just outside Toowoomba at Moringendan. Yeah, and today the Luck family, they're still there on the family mm-hmm. farm, Erinvale. They still yep. produce amazing beef straight from the farm, straight to your table. They breed an exceptional line of uh, limousine cattle, and uh, they're ethically raised and grazed with no hormone growth promotants, no antibiotics. We absolutely love that. 
it's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And look, this beef, the result is mouth-watering. That's all I can say. The best-tasting <laughs> beef um, you'll ever eat. Yeah, and that is the benefit of all those years of experience for the, the Luck family and the uh, the breeding mm. process and the, uh, the entire process that's so important to them. Uh, they have a, a true love of farming and their expertise. That is the thing that is just priceless when it comes to this industry. Look, I think it is. And um, now... Here's the good thing. You can buy this beef direct from the producer. So I'm not sure if many people know about this, but Bannock Bray Meats do offer farm gate sales and they deliver for you as well in the Toowoomba region. The best way to order is via their website, which is bannockbray.com.au. All right. Nice and easy. Now, if you want to try some of the best beef in the region, direct from the farmer, Bannock Bray. So it's B-A-N-N-O-C-K. B-R-A-E, bannockbray.com.au, order online, and they will get it delivered straight to your place. It's as easy as that, bannockbray.com.au. You'll love it. And if you want info <laughs> on what's happening around uh, our part of the world when it comes to food, you've got to go to dinedarlingdowns.com.au. My daughter was uh, surfing their site yesterday and was going, Dad, look at this, and did you know this? And he, oh, what about this place? <laughs> uh, very excited. So you'll be doing exactly the same, <laughs> dinedarlingdowns.com.au. Uh, and uh, we will talk to you again next Friday. Look forward to that. And in the middle of that, we're going on a little taste test. So we're off to try a restaurant. So that will be fun. We'll talk about that all um, next week. Can't wait. Get out and support your locals. Joining me in the studio from McDonald Law, Sarah Jane McDonald. Good morning to you. Good morning, Lee. And the uh, oh, real estate agent to the semi-recognisable radio personalities of the region, uh, in Melita Bell. Good morning. Good morning, Lee. <laughs> okay, now this uh, is a little moral conundrum that we're putting to you this morning in the cafe here, and we'd love to hear from you guys too. One triple three five three. We'll give you the chance to call in uh, at the end of the uh, of the segment. But uh, a woman is being uh, crucified online by some people, over a little, uh, what I would say is a windfall. Uh, This woman has gone into a charity store. She has purchased uh, an item. In the item pocket uh, was $1,000 cash. And she was very excited about it, of course, and probably stupidly posted it online. Uh, That's probably the number one mistake. But then people started saying, well, hang on a second. Uh, You should take that back into the charity store. I'm probably not going to be real popular, but I would say you know what, Uh, she bought the thing. And if it has it in it, then that's her business. That should be hers to keep. And and I'll I'll say this, is it different because it's cash? Because we're seeing a lot of stories at the moment where somebody goes into a a secondhand store or a charity store, they buy a painting, a couple of dollars, and then they find out later that the painting's worth a million dollars. Do they have to give that million dollars to the charity store? Or have they already done their bit by buying the item, which is exactly what they want you to do? Uh, Sarah Jane, morally, does she have any reason to feel that she needs to take that money back in there? Is it finders keepers? Uh, I think morally is a very different question to if you're talking about legally. And and I think that morally you might think, well, maybe giving a couple of dollars back to the charity because you've had this windfall might might be a good idea or if you don't need the money, then it might be helpful. Um, The article that I saw said that she sort of split it half and half, gave half back to the charity or to some similar charities that assisted with the same sort of um, uh, assistance in the community that 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 shop did. Uh, Which I thought was brilliant. That she did that. And then the other half she used to upgrade her flights uh, on a holiday. So she, she did get to enjoy the windfall. Um, 
I don't know what I would do in that situation. You like to think you'd be the perfect person and you'd go in there and let them know that here's a $1,000 donation and actually it came from you. But I, I don't know that I'd necessarily do that either. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it is interesting. She paid value for that item and that item contained something in there that that was just missed you know um so so it is interesting i mean in queensland we have laws about finders keepers and you have to make reasonable if you find something in the park you have to take reasonable steps to try and return it to its owner but this isn't that same scenario she she has paid for it and it it really it's the shop or whoever goes through their processes who haven't checked well is this worth a thousand and one dollar instead of just one (laughs) dollar so (laughs) it's it's an interesting conundrum because you like to think that you do the perfect thing, but I don't know that everybody would. And and mm. it's interesting that she was so willing to publicize it online and to tell people about it yes. because the criticism that comes with online can sometimes be quite confronting. And and I think that's what we've seen here is everyone's got, got an opinion on something they probably have never been faced with. Well, before. that's exactly right. See, I, I'm in exactly the same boat, Melita. I, I would like to think uh, that I would go, oh, well, I only wanted this item. Uh, and that seems like an easy thing to do. But I, I don't know. Is that what's going to happen? I mean, would you Look, would I you think the first mistake is I don't know why she put it online, <laughs> oh, but I yeah. guess she's not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the charity's going to learn now to check pockets and shake every uh, blanket and rug in the shop now. But look, we don't know her circumstances. She went into the charity and supported them. Maybe it was, you know, for her to actually win that, like get that money because she may have needed it for something. Maybe that I, was her karma. It was. That's that's what I reckon. That was her karma that she went into the shop and supported that charity and then she got that $1,000 and she did the right thing. She supported, gave half to another charity and then she did something for her, something nice because yeah. she could probably never afford to upgrade flights. Yeah. And I mean, I I come back to what I mentioned before. If it was an item that she'd bought, if she'd bought a vase or a painting or something along those lines, and then it turns out that that thing happened to be worth a heck of a lot of money, are we talking the same story? Are people equally as critical and saying, well, you bought that from a charity store 10 years ago, and now all of a sudden you found out it's worth a million dollars, you probably should go back and give that million dollars to the charity store. I'm not sure about that myself either. But I think we all like to think that if we have a windfall that we'll want to help people people in our community or otherwise, and that whether you win the lotto or, you know, whatever it might be, that you might make some contribution to a charity or a community group. And if you apply that same principle in this scenario, that's what she's done. Yes. But it's interesting. It it was a quilt that that she bought and she found it sort of stitched into the corner of it. So, you know, it's those old um, mattresses with the cash in them or, you know, the the wartime savings that that she's found. Um, So it's interesting if if you've recently gone and bought a blanket from a shop, check. maybe just have a check in the corners. <laughs> you might be sitting on on a thousand dollars or more. And all these people commenting that oh, she should have given it back. If they won, if they found that thousand dollars, would they give it back? No. <laughs> it's easy to say when you haven't found the thousand dollars, isn't it? Yeah, yep. and I think the amount of it is relevant too. You know, she's she's found a thousand dollars, which is a lot of money, but also not a lot of money in the same breath. Absolutely. And, and she's taken the choice to give half of that back to a charity and yep. to use. And if half it was twenty dollars, would anybody blink would, an eye? Exactly. But if it was, you know, a million dollars, would you expect half, <sighs> or would you expect it to just be ten percent because that's the relevant amount of it? it it's an interesting 
interesting conundrum. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'll be going to charities now and buying blankets. <laughs> all right, we're all off to get a blanket from uh, from the uh, the St. Vinnie stores. Uh, and we do want you to support those stores 100%. But we also want to know from you, one triple three five three. you can weigh in. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you give back the $1,000? Is it just find us keepers? Or do you do what the woman did and do a 50-50 maybe? one triple three five three. we'd love to hear from you. Sarah-Jane McDonald from McDonald Law, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. We appreciate it. And no we, uh, problem. Both of our uh, amazing women are always very busy. And uh, Melita Bell, you'll be back out there. There's plenty Thank going you. on the real estate market right now. Absolutely. Boy, oh boy, <laughs> our region too. Are we, are we punt above our, above our uh, punching above other areas in this region still, or are we sort of right up there with everyone else? No, we're definitely right up there. We've got yeah. so many buyers wanting to move to our great city, which is which is great to see. But it's uh, I wish we had a lot more houses to sell. Yeah, mm, that's okay. definitely what we're seeing from our yep. conveyancing department All right, as well. you'll have some uh, conveyancing to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 100%. <laughs> Peter's on the phone. Peter, g'day. How are you? Yeah, good. By yourself? Very well, mate. All right. What do you think about what the ladies have said here today? Would you would you take the money back, uh, or do you do the fifty fifty, or do you just say, "Hey, finders keepers, I've got lucky." Well, mate, I'd I'd actually take it back. Um, I've got a similar story though. A few years ago, a couple of friends of mine were going around. You know, they were doing sidewalk cleanups. Were going on. A couple of friends of mine were going around. And an elderly lady was taking out bottles of stuff that her husband, who'd passed away, yeah. used to used to use to brew his own alcohol. Yes, right. And he asked if they if they could take the bottles, and she said, "Sure, no worries." So they took them away, took the bottles out of the containers, and there was three thousand dollars in the bottom. Oh, right. So they turned around and gave the three thousand dollars back to her. God, wow. that's a lovely story, isn't it? Isn't that a great story? I mean, that that is a win for oh, humanity. Yeah. That one. <laughs> That's a fantastic story. Thank you, Peter. No worries, mate. Good on you, mate. Yeah, I think we'd all like to think we do the, the right thing. You can continue to weigh in one triple three five three. Uh thank you both again for your no time problem. in the cafe. Really appreciate it. It's nineteen past eight.